Hey guys, I'm Stevie Nelson. I'm Dave Horwitz. And this is I Burn Everything, a food and relationship podcast. Social distancing mini series part three. Not as riveting as Tiger King, but coming close. I mean, honestly, the Tiger King, this quarantine, the Tiger King, the quarantine is the best thing that ever happened to Tiger King. You know, like that oh. is a very forgettable thing. It's horrible. Animal cruelty, a terrible man, meth Awful. addiction. We wouldn't be there. There would be no news. There'd be no memes. Everyone's stuck inside. Everyone is clinging to anything that feels like even remotely entertaining. I know. And that's why people are probably tuning in to our podcast. Thank Hi, listeners. God for that. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thanks for being here with us during um, a very strange time that still feels strange, despite the fact that we're, I don't know, week three, week four. I don't know how long this is for everyone. Um, but we do have a very special guest today. Uh, to enter. You do. Would you like to tell us anything about her? I would like to tell you a lot of things about her. Well, first of all, she is a chef. Uh, she studied at Le Cordon Bleu. I probably butchered that in terms of like my French jokingness. Um, and she's a very funny human and one of my favorite people on earth, Rachel Rosenbaum. Let's do it. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. How are you guys doing? This is so fun to see you through my screen. I know. We're good. How are you? I'm good. Also, just, I just uh, I answered for Dave. Dave, how are you? <laughs> um, I'm okay. I'd like to give uh, I'd like to give a little update for uh, our listeners as far as the episode last week is concerned. Um, oh. there's a lot of talk about um how much I've been enjoying White Claw. Oh, yeah, there was. A <laughs> Rachel's from Florida. So like, the well, born in uh, Canada, raised in Florida. You get the gist. Um, so are you trying to say that I'm trash and that I understand White Claw? Absolutely. Absolutely. What I'm saying. Wow. <laughs> um, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Well, let's just say that a lot was made. <laughs> about my enjoyment of White Claw. I was really popping off about it last week, saying it was great, saying it tastes like nothing, hard to get hung over from it. Um, I have received my first and what I'm hoping will be my last hangover from <gasps> White Claw. And I'm experiencing it right now in this region. Listeners can't see, but I'm pointing to like the, my temples. Yeah. And um, Oh, Dave. Yeah, so... Um, I think that this will be a new kind of update we can follow with me. Uh, today's April 1st. I know we don't like to kind of date when we're recording, but I think it's just important for the purposes of this. Yeah. Um, I've just been, um, and I can't speak for you guys. I'm sure, Stevie, you're not really doing this. I've been um, self-soothing a lot with alcohol. Um, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if anybody can like relate to that. Um, and at first it was just like, it's fun. I'm home. I'm having a drink. And I'm not like a super heavy drinker. So I would just like have a drink or two when I'm home. But I'm drinking like liquor, you know, clear. I'm drinking vodka. I'm drinking yeah. tequila. Okay. And um, and it feels nice. And again, like it doesn't feel like a problem. I'm not drinking to excess or to blacking out every night. But 
I am having a cocktail and I'm having them very consistently because we're just in our homes. I, I hope this is relatable to someone. Oh, but anyway, I'm sh- oh, sure it is. Dave, Rachel, I think you're um, I will say that I've been smoking uh, weed every night. <laughs> I feel yeah. like that's a, that's a little bit better. Um, I think I would like to maybe pivot to doing a little bit more of that. Yeah. And I'm going to just try to see how little I can drink for the next month because I woke up feeling really not so great <laughs> no. uh, and I slept for a really long time and <gasps> I had some work okay. I had to, I had Dave, some work I had to get is, done. This is, this is dark. This is a dark <laughs> update. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could make it a lot. I can make it a lot lighter. Like it's to me, it always just feels more serious when I wake up feeling bad. Like I think there's, yeah. the, I'm, there's never like a darker time when you're in the midst of a hangover. The real story is just like, I've been drinking a little more than I have normally. My body doesn't process it that well. I think I want to take a break, but like in the midst of it for me, it's just like, Oh, what did I do wrong? I fucked up. Like I woke up and was just like, ew, it's Wednesday. <laughs> Whoa. It's also hard. I don't know if anyone relates to this, but I find that like if you even have a headache during this time, it feels a lot more alarming. Like you're like, is this COVID-19? Like my brain is like immediately panicked that I'm ill. Do you relate to that, Rachel? Oh my God. Literally every, so Stevie knows this. I'm a smoker. And so Correct. I have- Cigarettes, yes. Whoa, Rachel. I know, and I look so cute and put together. You never know. (laughs) Um, But so basically, I like, I always have shortness of breath. And now I'm like, oh, I'm dying 100%. Scary. How how regular of a smoker are you, if you don't mind me asking? Ooh, Dave. I smoke like, so I've been cutting down since Corona. To two a day, but typically oh. I smoke like five to seven cigarettes a day. Now I'm not a doctor, but two a day doesn't seem so bad. I mean, it's not good. <laughs> no, it's certainly not good. It's certainly not as good as zero. No, it's not as right. good as zero. But I'm also not a doctor. But as your friend, I'm begging you to quit. I know, and I'm trying. I'm working on it. We'll get. We're at two. Yeah. So soon we'll be one. Yeah. And then we'll be none. Okay. Do you have little like um, uh, not to out him, but one of my roommates is a smoker, and he has a lot of little like um, he's he read that Alan Carr book, uh, how to how to what is it called? How to quit smoking? Oh, the easy or how to... way to quit smoking. Yeah. Is that yeah. It? yeah. Yeah. Um, so he I read that. Read it. But he um, he has a lot of like okay, well. Um, uh, what was it? He 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 like has a baby nephew, and so last year he was like, okay, Ju- July twenty seventh is the due date, so like that's when I stop smoking, and then he kind of didn't, and then he's like, okay, we're in quarantine, like I'll stop smoking then, and then he'll just be like, hey, hold me to this. I finished reading the book. There's a section on like friends of people who are trying to quit smoking. Like it just seems like it kind of restarts uh, every so often. Do you ever have like intentions to quit, or are you just like, yeah? Yes, I often set intentions to quit, and I have quit before. Um, but this time, I don't know if a pandemic didn't stop me. Like, ooh, you know, <laughs> what will? <laughs> what will? I don't know. Oh, uh, that's so funny. It's also like such a hard time to quit, though, because it's like so such a stressful time. Mm-hmm. And it's like on top of that, like, hey, you should stop doing this thing that's killing you. Absolutely correct. Yeah, but also. It's very hard when you quit 
and if any like smokers or ex-smokers are listening it's like those first eight days is like really hard like you get like angry and sensitive and I mean I don't know now might not be a bad time because at least I'm isolated from everyone yeah at least no one one else have to deal with you I can think. I remember I, one of my ex boyfriends read that book and quit smoking through it. But I remember like always giving him so much grace because he was always so irritable. And like then, in <laughs> it, like in retrospect, I was like, wait, most people's irritability only lasts like ten days, maybe. And he <laughs> he was just always irritable. And I was like, it's because he quit smoking nine months ago. <laughs> he, quit, he quit smoking three years ago, so he's always kind of mad. <laughs> Oh, oh no. my God. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it's, it's gotta be, I think it is, it's a good, I think it's a good and bad time to quit anything. Like for me, yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to drink for a month. And then I realized, well, all, all my alcohol's in my house and I just live in my house and I just, I, I'm just visiting it every time I go into my living room. Um, but it is like, you know, it does make things feel better, but I think, um, I don't know you going, Oh, this thing's going to kill me. It's like, well, there's something else that might be able to kill you too. And it's called coronavirus. Yeah. Oh no. Oh my God. <laughs> Look, it's bleak, but we're all, I mean, we're having fun. We are. We're having a nice time. We're having a good time. Um, my favorite part about Rachel, I hope you don't mind me sharing this rage that uh, not this part, but is that your twin? And we, Dave, Rachel, and I all had Shabbat dinner before all of this happened, which was so fun. Also, we all drank like, I drank like a, I don't even know, a, <laughs> a quarter inch of wine. And the next day felt so hungover. And I was just like, are you kidding me? What is this? Um, but Rachel told us a story at uh, during Shabbat. We're all Jewish in case anyone's listening and going, what is Shabbat? Friday night dinner for Jews is basically the best way to say it. Um, and Rachel is a chef, so she cooked us all a nice dinner. But she told us a story about her twin brother. Dave, uh, you want to hear it again? <laughs> I mean, I, w- I will just say um, <laughs> as a preamble, because I, I find this story to be insane. However, you, Rachel cooked a full Shabbat dinner mm-hmm. for herself, for myself, for Stevie and for my girlfriend. And it was her first ever Shabbat dinner, um, as, as a, as a, as a Gentile. Um, and it was fantastic. Amazing. The, the plating of the food was great. I sat down and, and I think I, I, and I think I, I probably asked you like, Oh, do you do these uh, like once a month? And you're like, I've never done this before. And I was like, oh, what a, what a fucking flex. Just like, yeah, I threw this together. Here's my casual Shabbat dinner. Yeah, it I was mean, so that's, delicious. That's how that's how a chef rolls. Um, but with that being said, uh, everything, I mean, you know, the conversation was great. We all had a great time. But then uh, you hit me with this <laughs> story and truly blew my mind wide open. Uh, Please, please, please do share if you don't mind. Okay, sure. So, yeah, it's not typically my like normal party conversation, but I too had had about a quarter inch of wine, and that really (laughs) got me going. We went deep into my childhood, and um, so yeah. Okay, the story goes: I was (laughs) sixteen, and I was a huge stoner, so. 
I was very high, and my brother asked me to drive him to school. It was like after school for band practice, and I drove him to school, and he walked in front of the car, and he dropped his water bottle, mm-hmm. and he bent down to get it, and me, being not sober, <laughs> thought that he was gone, and so I started driving full speed ahead, and I just hear, like, go, go. Oh. And I just remember, like, <laughs> we sweating and just like <laughs> just full on panic. And I get out of the car, and my brother's lying on his back. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I just, I mean, immediately, I'm like, I killed him. He's dead or he's dying, and I'm so fucked. Um, oh my god, can you swear on this? Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. That's everyone's um, number first question when they right after they swear, they go, Oh no, can I swear on this? And we're always like, Yeah, please do. <laughs> please swear um, more. Swear more. Okay, great. Um, so yeah, I'm looking at my brother and he's like rolling on the ground, and his first words are, Don't worry, I won't tell mom. <laughs> Devastating. <laughs> Devastating detail. <laughs> oh Not no. wanting- not wanting to get in trouble when you may possibly be di- actively dying, dying yeah. is so Listen, relatable. It just gets crazier because the whole <laughs> side of his body was black. And, like, at the time, <laughs> I didn't, like, even think about it. But, like, that's definitely, like, internal bleeding. Yes. And we didn't tell my mom. Like, ever. The bruising was, we, the bruising, like, he turned, he turned, like, the color of his skin was, like, jet black. It was like jet. It was just like blotches of black and blue. And like was it black day, and blue, like bruising? It was mostly black, and then like around it, it was like purpley and green. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I had um. Wait, we just I, have to I, say that he is alive. Make sure to say he's alive. He's alive and thriving, and he has a great, wonderful life. Um, oh, we did tell my mom oh. like several years later, and no part of her found it funny. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, no, I can't see a mom ever being like, that's so funny. I love how you almost killed the only thing I have. <laughs> I, uh, oh, it's so good. I can't, like, he made a full, full, full recovery. Yeah. Yeah. But, but wait, you said he sometimes has some, some pain, right? Or no? Did I no, make that up? No, no, no. He's, he's <laughs> Um, oh, I he, think maybe I asked because I was like, did he never? And you're like, yeah, he just, I think we, that was like when you're 16, you can just like, you can snap back. Oh, yeah. Back. Yeah. I got, uh, did I say this at the dinner? I got hit by a car uh, when I was, <laughs> no? No. <laughs> no. Also, just like that as like, it's it's not funny and it is funny, you know, like that start of a sentence. Wait, did I, get, well, did I ever tell you guys I got hit by a car? <laughs> Well, you saying that your mom found no part of it funny reminded me of I was so I was in college and I was going from my apartment. I went to school in Boston uh, and I lived in like a, a very like very uh, close um, offshoot, like a like a barely even a suburb because it was so close part of Boston called Alston. And I was walking uh, to go get a key made for my apartment. And it was June 4th, 2004. I'll never forget. Um, and I was like walking in a, in a crosswalk. There's plenty of room. 
and there was a car stopped in front of me to make a left turn okay. like onto the street that I was walking onto. So I was walking in a crosswalk the same direction this car was going and the car was parked with its blinker on and I'm walking and I acknowledge the driver and then out of nowhere, a white <laughs> pickup truck decides, I don't want to wait for this car that's stopped in a crosswalk. <laughs> it just goes around the car that stopped uh-uh. and plows <gasps> right into me, probably at like 20 t- miles an hour, Dave. 25 miles an hour. pickup truck? Yeah, a white pickup truck. Dave. How are you still alive? Um, well, so I went, I went flying back about... <laughs> Oh. I feel like I probably, not that much. I probably like flew back about six feet the amount you're supposed to socially distance. Oh, that's perfect for right now. So imagine imagine the respectable amount of distance. That's a lot of distance to go flying. It's just the amount of distance of like a kind of tall guy, yeah, you know, or a, a very tall woman. It's one ex-boyfriend distance. <laughs> it's, it's one of Stevie's stand-up comedian ex-boyfriends. <laughs> Uh, so I flew, I flew the length of like, I flew the length of like a square jawed, sandy blonde man. Oh my God. From the crosswalk. Crying. And, and I, and I, uh, I like hit my head on a, on a parked car, like on the side of the street. And I scraped up the, the, uh, 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 top of my hand a little bit and i was in front of this really great diner called steve's kitchen i don't even know if it's still there um i went to college a very long time ago i'm 48 years old um (laughs) but a guy from that diner came running out and was like hey man are you okay and i sprang up from like the adrenaline and was like yeah i'm fine just like very rigid he's like you need to you should sit down man you should really sit down i was like i'm fine i'm fine the guy gets out of the pickup truck People are starting to swarm around me because I must look completely insane. Like I'm like upright, like walking around, but I like have completely dazed. The guy gets out of the pickup truck, comes up to me, and it's this fifty-something Boston dude, and like like painter's clothes. And he goes, "Oh, geez, dude, I'm sorry. I just wasn't looking. I just didn't see you." And I was like, "What the fuck?" That's really, and then that's somebody, incredibly casual for having hit a pedestrian. I know. And somebody shoved like a piece of paper and an index card. I'm at an index card and a pen in his hand for him to write his information down. And he did and just gave it to me. And I just kind of walked away. I was like, I I guess I'm going to, I had like concert tickets that night for a show and I really wanted to go. (laughs) I was just like, I feel fine. And (laughs) I remember I called my dad and I went, he picked up and I went, dad, I'm fine. That was like the first thing I said. Which he immediately Smart. was like, "Oh, you're not fine." Like he immediately was but like, nice "What? The, what is going that. on?" Like, like he was. I was like, "I'm fine." Yeah, nice to leave I, with that though. Like, I, yeah, but he, but it made him know that something was wrong. Yeah, because right. technically, I, technically, I was not fine. Yeah, no. Um. So I uh I told him what happened, and I was like, "But I'm okay. I'm gonna go to this concert later." And he was like, "Go to the hospital. You could have internal bleeding." Hmm. Which I did. <gasps> and they were, they gave me like Motrin. For internal bleeding? And I was like, oh, I guess I'm fine. And I, no, for, I did not have internal bleeding. Oh, I thought you confirmed internal bleeding. And I was like, all they give you is Motrin, which I know thins your blood more. So that doesn't seem right. If no. we learned anything from my brother, you don't need anything. <laughs> if we, yeah, if we learned bleeding. anything from Rachel's story, it's that just not being a snitch 
will heal you. So, <laughs> but also, what will heal you is being uh, in your teens to early early twenties. Because yes. I think if this if this yes. had happened to me today, I would be dead. Hey, Dave, I I have one update for you though. Okay. Steve's kitchen is still open, but closed right now due to COVID nineteen. And if anyone from Steve's kitchen is listening, <laughs> thank you to that long shaggy haired man came running out in an apron to see if I was okay. I hope he's, I hope he actually hope he's not still working there. Cause it would have been a long time ago. At this yeah. point. It's on Har- the owner Harvard Avenue. Yeah. Yes. Harvard Ave between Commonwealth Ave and Brighton. Yeah. It's, uh, a, and I, it's a low key, uh, American breakfast menu all day plus lunch, dinner, and a few Greek dishes. Yes, that's right. It was a Greek diner. Rachel, wow. I mean, that's like a perfect transition because Rachel's a chef. <laughs> and um, Rachel, we're going to ask you, I mean, I know that so many restaurants are closed because of uh, COVID-19. Are there any like, I don't know, are there any like hacks we can do at home with all the nonsense we have in our cabinets? Or is there anything we can do to spice up our meals that we're cooking for ourselves? I'm like, frankly, quite sick of cooking. I'm eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at the moment and hot dogs. So like, let me know what, what we can do. Um, well, let's see. So first of all, I just want to say Stevie eats more hot dogs than any person I've ever known. And it's (laughs) (laughs) the weirdest thing about you. And it's so funny. We send, I send her a picture of the hot dog, a hot dog every time I eat it. And we have like a collection going now where it's like it's a piece of like gluten-free white bread with mustard on it and a hot dog laying on top of it. Yeah. I, I, Rachel, what do you make of this? You know, we've got we've got a we've got a former we've got a former vegan who wasn't always a vegan who used to eat hot dogs as a child who is now just going full force back into the hot dog lifestyle. I mean, it's so funny. Like Stevie prefaces it. She's like, she'll call me and be like, you're going to be so upset. And she'll like tell me what she's done and like it's so funny I mean you know I don't not to yuck anyone's yum like eat what makes you happy but it is so funny and like it's a choice I know this woman has a fridge full of vegetables and she's eating a hot dog on bread with mustard yeah it's a choice and it's what it's I want also, <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to uh, we'll get into this later but uh, the the guy I'm seeing, I had to explain to him why I've had so many hot dogs in my fridge today. You didn't have to explain that to him. Yes, I did. <laughs> You're in an actual relationship. I guess so. Yeah, we can call him quarantine boyfriend. Okay. I talked to you a week ago. That was this happening a week ago? Yeah. Was it happening two weeks ago? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope, David wasn't. Well, in times like this, things develop, I think, quicker than they typically would. Yeah, we're married and we have three kids and all the kids are adults. <laughs> and that is that is way faster than expected. Back to hot dogs. I had to explain to you. Yeah, what I can I do? So hot dogs. What can I do in yeah. my fridge if I have some spinach and some old hot dogs? Yeah, what can I do? What can I do in my fridge if I have spinach, hot dogs and white bread? Let me and actually know. no spinach. And say actually I don't no have spinach <laughs> and I ran out of mustard this morning. Let me know. okay so aside from having hot dogs with bread what i will say is that groceries grocery stores are not closing so there's no real need to panic 
which, you know, we did see people do and they bought like a bunch of weird things. Yeah. And I had so many friends calling me and being like, what can I make with this? And I'm like, oh my God, why did you buy a can of beans that you've never heard of? Like people just panicked. Um, and there's no real need for that. But what I will say is like things like root vegetables last a long time. And T- tell us what know, root vegetables are. Okay, so root vegetables are anything that's grown in the ground. So, like, carrots, beets. Um, Parsnips. Parsnips, turnips, um, leeks. So, those are real good things to have in the house. And then also, I've been making a lot of soups. Mm. Just because they can last, like, a week. um, And they're really nutritious. Um I make like a soup I call a wellness soup, which I brought to Stevie like every time she gets sick, which, is, um, which has been twice in like the past four months so far. Yes. Um, and there's like a lot of like parsley and I put like turmeric root in there. Um, during this self-isolation, I've been having pretty much only soups. Whoa. I've been doing. Like, yeah, I've been doing like a roasted butternut squash soup. Um, Yum. should I say what I put in it so people can do it? Yeah. yeah. Should I reveal my, okay. So I roast an entire butternut squash, um, and I season it with oil, salt and pepper, and you can get creative with it. Um, I also roast an entire head of garlic, um, and I roast that in the oven at 400 for like an hour. Okay. And then I will saute half of a yellow onion. And for the liquid, you can use broth or you can use milk. Um, I use the broth. I always have veggie stock in the house, so I use that. Mm. Um, and then you can put it all in a blender. I put it in a Nutribullet. And then you get it to the consistency you like. And you can put it back on a stovetop with some more liquid and, like, reduce it. And then you have soup for, like, a week. That's amazing. Can that I, sounds really good. Can I ask you a question? Also, soup is so great because it, like a hot dog, it's a comfort food. <laughs> <laughs> but, so bring it back to hot dogs. But has more nutrition. Uh, it chalked in it. I have one and question. And no nitrates. And no nitrates. Although mine are nitrate free because I get nice hot dogs, whatever that means. Um, question, Rach. <laughs> I am yeah. allergic to onion, as you know. Is there something, I, the reason I'm so resistant, I can't eat soups and cans because I can't have the onions. Is there any way to flavor soup without onion? Can you have leeks? Do you know? I don't know. Is it in the Can onion family? Green onion? I green onion? I think I'm allergic to all onion. So, garlic? I can have garlic. Seasoning it with garlic. Honestly, you don't need the onion. Yeah. It just like adds a little extra something, a little like aromatic, but um, roasting garlic and herbs also gives you an aromatic. So it's kind of like, okay, you could so easily do that. Maybe I could sub with like garlic and rosemary. Oh, totally. Or I would do thyme, but yeah. Thyme. I don't own any, but I, I could go get some the next time I go out, next time I venture to the store. Um, Rachel, do you make your own uh, stock out of like a clipping, like a broth bag? Yes. Do you have any uh, tips for our uh, listeners on how to uh, make one of those the best they can? Because it's pretty, I didn't realize it's pretty simple. Super simple. Um, What I will say is if you cook throughout the week, definitely keep your veggie scraps. 
um, and I keep them in like Tupperware. And then at the end of the week, you take all the veggie scraps and you put them in like a big stock pot, um, fill it up with water and season it however you want, and then just cook it for like, I usually cook it for like three to four hours. Um, and you could actually use veggie stock for so, like I use it in place of oil for most things. Oh, which I love. Um, huh. Can you tell Dave about the time I made veggie stock? <laughs> so, <laughs> please. Um, yeah, I gave Stevie my recipe for veggie stock months ago. Months ago, and I came over and she was making it. And she was very excited to show me. And we walk into the kitchen, and all of the liquid <laughs> cooked out of the pot. So it was just like vegetables burning. Oh <laughs> God. And I was like, oh, no. quite literally, I am the only person who could burn veggie stock. It's <laughs> it's like a skill of mine. Like how honestly bad I am at cooking is is starting to become a skill. I mean, you it's the reason that our show has the title. Yeah, it really is. You burn everything, including veggie stock, especially veggie stock. Let's take a quick break. Um for, you know, an ad or a promo or who knows what will go in there. Maybe just a little song that someone comes up with and we'll be right back. Hey guys, Stevie here. Just wanted to say, hey, why don't you contact us? You can email us at iburneverythingpod at gmail.com or you can even call our hotline and leave a message 213-458-5236. It's 213-458-5236. Five two three six, and we may even talk about your message or email on a future episode. So get to it. Okay, Rach. So you helped us with veggie stock. You helped us with a soup recipe, and you reminded us that grocery stores are not closing, and we don't really need to panic. Which is actually probably like the only piece of information we all need right now. Because I also did the thing that everyone else did: is I bought things that I don't normally buy. My friend was really mad at her boyfriend because he bought um, canned chicken. And she was like, <laughs> she was like what am I going to do with canned chicken? And I was like, "I, you're asking the wrong person. Can you do anything with canned chicken? I mean, sure you can. You can make chicken salad. Oh. Um, yeah. I. It's an interesting choice. It, that's like a panic purchase for sure. But yeah. I also I mean, like yeah. the phrase panic purchase right now because that feels like a lot of the things we're all doing. People are losing their minds at the grocery store. The the rice, beans, grains, pasta, pasta aisle at every grocery store is like empty. I, I mean, I've been able to snag. I mean, the things that I know how to make are pretty limited, but I feel like I'm learning. I, I live with two uh, two friends, and they are both extremely good cooks. I'm and and we've it's it's kind of insane like how fast you have to up your game just because of how quickly things are changing and so i've i've watched one of them make stock i've watched one of them like use a sous vide i've watched and, and you know for me it's like i know i can safely eat a lot of vegetables and protein and stuff if i like if i make a big old uh, turkey bolognese with a bunch of um uh like chopped up vegetables and seasoned the way i like and i can like i can cook that i can throw that uh over a, a bed of zucchini noodles or actual noodles and so the produce isn't sold out at the grocery store there's tons of produce and it's, i think people are like lots i think people are acting like they're in a fucking um uh 
in the apocalypse. And it's like there's vegetables uh, are growing in the ground. Can we also talk about people calling it the apocalypse? I feel like we shouldn't be calling it the apocalypse. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm definitely I'm with you. It doesn't it, it although it does feel I would say it's not the apocalypse, but it certainly feels apocalyptic. You I know, think it feels scary because we have never experienced anything like this. Yeah. But a friend of mine like posted online like all of these like major events in history that like everyone's had to experience that are not the apocalypse. It's just like, you know, when our norm changes, people panic and it's yeah. like it's always happened and it always probably will happen. Yeah. But something like, shakes it up, you know? Yeah. So. Um, it, it feels like a little bit better as it feels like I think it feels better and worse as time goes on. Like I will definitely catch myself in the middle of either a menial task or something, you know, if I'm making food and, and like that feels good, uh, halfway through, I'll be like, wait a minute. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be chopping this celery if I could uh, wait a minute. And then I just like, my brain just drifts to like, how long, how long is this going to, how long are we going to be in this? And I think that's what, I think that's what feels so crazy is that it's just, it's the, it's a lot of, it's an out of control feeling. Oh yeah. Wildly. But, but you can really control certain aspects of your life. You can control what you eat and you can, I mean, it feels good to make your own food and have like days of it left over and be like, oh, I, I haven't spent money on food in six days, which is good because yeah. grocery store has been out of eggs for this entire week. The lack of spending feels nice to me. Um, I like that. I do feel like um, I do, I do miss i have eaten at a restaurant like or gotten some takeout like a few times this week to mix it up because i am so tired of cooking for myself i'm bored um, of it i'm bored of it rach i'm keeping those, I know. i'm keeping the small businesses alive though um i will say i think it's very cool that people are being forced to cook though and like um i've been having so many people texting me like questions about recipes and like this is one of the things I hope will kind of stick, you know, yeah. like after this. And because I, I mean, I know so many people who truly go out to eat for every meal, like breakfast, lunch and dinner. Me too. Every day, which to me blows. I, I mean, I guess I, I just don't do that. So it seems so foreign to me. I used to, Rach, I used to literally get breakfast out every day and then dinner and then like it was nonstop. Like I would just get every meal out. It would, that's too many. It's so much. It's, it's so much. It's unnecessary. But I, I agree with you. I do hope it stays. I think that would be a really nice practice that we start getting used to cooking for ourselves and taking care of ourselves, you know? Rachel, are you finding any way to sort of, uh, and obviously it's only been two weeks and we talked last week about kind of de emphasizing like hustling and like making a, oh, is that. <laughs> I know who that is. Holiday found out that you're on on this call, Dave, and she just, is mad. Just tell her, listen, tell Holiday I'm sorry. Okay. And that it's not. Hol- can I? I'm just want to talk you to can her speak for a second. To her, yeah. Holiday. Holiday, would you mind? Holiday. Going? Go ahead. Yeah. Could you? Holiday. Um. Hey, it's Dave. Oh. Hey. I I know I miss you too. Um. I just. <laughs> I just want to say I've, I've been thinking about you. I've been looking up at some like the older pics of you and me together. And 
as soon as this is over, I'm just going to give you a big hug. I can't wait. And, and I just, I hope you're okay. And I hope your mom's feeding you a lot of little hot dog bits. <laughs> wow. That's all you have to do. I guess she just needs unconditional love to stop barking, which is same kind of, <laughs> yeah, very relatable. Uh, <laughs> I just need you to love me even if I'm being annoying. Yeah. Is that too much to ask? Well, that, that's my love language, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. Me oh, yeah. being mean and you being nice to me regardless. <laughs> um, okay, I feel like that's a good enough segue. So tell me uh, tell me about dating in the time of quarantine, both of you. Oh, oh. Rach and I are. You want to go first? I'm going to keep it real brief. Yeah. So I have what I keep referring to as a quarantine boyfriend. So how this progressed was the way I'm guessing a lot of things are progressing um, in social isolation, which is uh, we started talking via like text and then it escalated to a phone call. And then we FaceTimed. We had a FaceTime date and we considered it a date. And then we had a Zoom date because Frankly, FaceTime feels like a lot of holding of the phone. And my laptop is at Apple because uh, it was getting repaired during this whole time. Anyway, I don't have any of my great gear right now. But um, and then he asked me to go on a social distancing walk, which was our first like official date. And we walked um, about, you know, six feet apart from one another for I don't know, three hours. We just like couldn't stop walking together. It's been very nice to explain my hot dogs to someone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Rach. I'm thrilled that you have someone to explain your hot dogs to. That makes me happy. Okay, Rach. um, Will you tell me about your dating experience during this time? Because I think me and you are the only people I know who are kind of like still (laughs) for some reason dating. (laughs) What's like the most insane about it too is that like, I was not dating at all and was not interested. Before um, this all happened, before Yeah, okay. before Corona. Um, and then as life would have it, I like started texting with someone and um, we, our first quote unquote date was like a FaceTime date. Um, and then we, I think the second, I don't remember which one came first, but we watched a movie together. We like live streamed. Oh, cute. Yeah, which is super fun. I've what never done movie? that. What movie? Um, Event Rising. Is that what it's called? Event Horizon? Event, yeah. Event <laughs> Horizon. Oh. That's, a sc- that's a scary movie. <laughs> it is scary. I spent most of it with like my sweatshirt like over my face, just like screaming. Wow. <laughs> it's That's normally a move to do in person is to like, as to watch a horror movie with like a date who might be scared because then they're like yeah. all nestled Snuggled. up against you yeah instead that's you're just funny like, to do alone it. having someone witness your reaction to it <laughs> wow. what a vulnerable experience also i it love was... i love that you called it event rising oh, it God, sounds like yeah. an event company that like puts on uh bat mitzvahs <laughs> <laughs> oh and they all have like the the sparkly show choir hats and they're yes. like let's get rachel on the floor for a little coke and pepsi <laughs> <laughs> oh. God. so good um but anyway yeah that so we did that and then we went on a social distancing hike before they closed all the it was actually our hike 
like while we were hiking, they announced that all the trails were closed. So oh, wow. immediately after he was like, wow, I'm so glad we got that in. Like we can't ever again. Oh. I was like, cool, great. And then I cried, but that's another story. It's so hard to not have any contact for this amount of time, you know? Um, oh, it's yeah. also, yeah. yeah. And it's strange. Like I had zero plan of like meeting someone. It just kind of happened. happened. It's also, at least from what I'm hearing, it's like, I think it's also hard because we're being told that it's going to be months, right? So there's a level of like, do you stop living? Do you just stop? Do you just stop doing your life? Or do you, or do you kind of like take a calculated risk? I probably wouldn't do it again with someone. Like if this doesn't work out, I wouldn't do it again. You know, like this feels like the only risk I'm willing to take. I do feel the same way. Yeah, I I think, I think it's, uh, I think it's, I think it makes sense, especially if you're, I mean, there's people, there's people throwing parties like over the weekend. What? Uh, oh yeah. One of my, one of my uh, housemates heard like people down the street. I, other people have told me this too, that they've like heard people in their homes with like multiple people talking. What? My neighbors have been throwing like outrageous parties. <gasps> okay. So, wow. It is really crazy how we're all on very different pages it's really it's it's really weird uh that's for sure and i think that if it and i think this extends to like cooking stuff that makes you feel good and having food in your fridge and 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 taking making sure you take walks and stuff i mean i think this is like kind of the more involved side of 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 coping or or doing things to make yourself feel better but it's like it is uh unbelievably um stressful and weird and uh it just makes me feel like um you know it's not the apocalypse but there are some times when you are like i have changed my room so i my desk used to be against uh the wall behind me and now i have moved it so i have a window and i can see the sky but there is something a little creepy about that too where i'm like i'm just gonna video conference for my job or like i'm just gonna skype with some people but there's the sky and it's it just feels very um you know and i haven't left my house in two days and it's 6 40 p.m and the sun's setting i'm like oh oh i need to leave my house uh are you not taking walks i am but sometimes i forget and sometimes i you know like i wanted to i want to work out today i forgot to do it yesterday but there's just a bunch of stuff that I'm really good at when I'm like vigilant. And I think that, I think that the, the, the self soothing scale of like responsibly hanging out with like someone you like and, um, making sure you're fed and making sure you're hydrated and taking walks and the other side of it, which is like drinking a lot, smoking a lot of weed, like, um, playing video games until your eyes hurt. And it's like, um, I think that there's room for both of those things in this time that we're living in. They can all live together. Moderation, baby. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta learn a little bit of that in the in these times. Um, But uh, I I just want to like on that. Like, I'm just thinking like because I have so many friends who are saying like, oh, I've been doing too much of this, or like sleeping a lot, or like shaming themselves for doing something, and it's like, you know, this huge thing happened, and I think. 
whether or not we're aware of it, we're all experiencing like a certain level of shock. So yeah, it's like we do, we find ways to like regulate. It's like, you know, I think it's important to kind of like forgive ourselves and like be gentle around like maybe overdoing certain things. Yeah. hundred percent. I love that. Yeah. And be, being careful not to overcorrect. I, I think that's like a thing I used to do in the past is I'd like be like, oh, I'm doing too much of this. I'm going to overcorrect by cutting it entirely out. And I think there's just like a little bit of moderation that could work, but also like, hi, this is insane. And it makes sense that people would be drinking and smoking too much weed and hopefully, I don't know, not like opioids or... <laughs> <laughs> Don't overdo the heroin, guys. <laughs> Hopefully you're not doing too many opioids. <laughs> Let's say <laughs> hypothetically, uh-huh. if I if I had uh, like a t- two Vicodin left over from a foot injury, if I have had a half a one um, just like on my couch by myself, <laughs> is that bad? <laughs> This is again, and this is hypothetical. This it did sounds, not happen. Yeah, it does sound hypothetical. Um, it did not happen. I don't know if that's bad. I I don't know if it's great. I'll take I'll take an. I don't know if it's bad. I'll take yeah, it. I'm gonna say this. I I am so allergic to Vicodin that I I can't even hear the word without picturing myself projectile vomiting on my dog. I, I like projectile. I had a Vicodin and projectile vomited on Paisley. I know. And so like for me, Vicodin oh. just has a terrible connotation, you know? Um, that being said, uh, that being said, uh, I don't know if it's bad either. <laughs> um, I want to send a, a major special shout out to uh, the memory of Paisley. We love you, girl. We love and, you, Paisley. And we're so sorry about that time that you got puked on. <laughs> it was awful. My mom came into the room. I was like, I, my mom was taking care of me. And she goes, I go, mom. She walks in the room. Imagine the sight of just, <laughs> just me in a bed. Paisley laying in a bed with the widest eyes oh. I've ever seen. She was just like, she was disgusted and sure. she, my mom picks her up and my mom, I like, man, my poor mom, she was also just, everyone was grossed out and I was crying. It was just all bad. Um, I mean, you, if you're going to puke on a dog, you don't want it to be the long haired dachshund. You want it to be the short haired dachshund. Easier cleanup. Oh my gosh. If you have to puke on one of your dogs, make sure... <laughs> Sure, it's the short-haired version. I wish I had thought of that when that all happened. But um, okay. Anyway, so, I'm a. So, I need to say I'm sorry for that story, but also. So no, you don't. Know. I mean, it just it, that's it. Listen, it happens. You can't help being sick. No, I can't. And she forgave you immediately because she 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 is she she, she she's un- unconditional love. She's a beautiful beautiful lady, and we love her. Yeah. Um. So, you know, if we're trying to do a little in conclusion, let's all be let's all try to keep being nicer to ourselves. Um, let's let's all try to cook more in our house. Let's all make a big old vat of stock. Yeah. Let's, let's all make sure we use plenty soup. of water, plenty of water in that stock on very low heat. Low, low heat was my mistake. <laughs> I was yes. on That's medium right, heat, low, tiny yes. heat. 
Um, any other conclusions, Rach? Anything else you want to impart on our listeners? And um, I guess I just want to say that I hope everyone is staying safe and finding ways to enjoy this really strange pause that we're all kind of being forced into taking. Um, and um, I'm so grateful you guys had me on today. This was so fun. Oh, well, thank you so much for being on. I hope, uh, you know, my, my, you know, as soon as we came over for that dinner, I was like, why, how, how has she not been on? She's got great stories. She knows how to make every kind of food. She tricked us into thinking, you tricked us into thinking you were a Shabbat master. Yeah, (laughs) you did trick us. Um, Hey Dave, I know we don't have the five questions um, printed out like in front of us right now, but what if we do um, our own version where uh, you ask Rachel a question that you want to like a quick question about maybe a quarantine, quarantine meal, quarantine snack, quarantine, whatever. Rachel, you're at the tail end of your groceries. You don't want to go out. You need to make yourself a meal. You have one egg, half of a serving of small shape pasta, let's say elbows. Um, some kind of protein of your choosing, but not enough to really make a huge meal of it on its own. And some spinach and um, and that's it. Can you make a meal? <laughs> Those are not great choices, but... Here's what I think. What's, so there's a protein left? Is that like a meat? It can be, yes. Could also be a lentil. Wow. Well, I mean, uh, if you need it, if you need it to be a meat, it's a meat. And if you need it to be a lentil, it's a lentil. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. Hey, and Rach. Yeah. If you need it to be a hot dog, it's a hot dog. It's, she does not need it to be a hot dog. <laughs> if you want, yeah, there's no, there's no scenario where I need it to be a hot dog. <laughs> Same, I think. <laughs> I mean, those are not great options, but I guess. The only thing to do would be to cook the pasta, saute the spinach, um, whatever protein that is, cook it up. I'd mix that all together and then like fry it on top. What kind of sauces would you do? Would you sauce it up? I mean, what do we have? I thought this was all we have left in the house. You just have sriracha left. You have... um... Frank's Red Hot and sriracha. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you have um what do you have you you have uh a half a can of tomato paste oh wow uh shashuka. that is that is still good oh shakshuka <laughs> um you gotta mix and shashuka. you and you have um and you have ranch dressing oh and you have <laughs> look i'm not saying it's easy and you have, um, and you do have Frank's Red Hot. Yeah. Okay, Always. so here's what you do. First and foremost, you take the ranch and you just throw it out. <laughs> Excellent. That is the perfect answer. That's an easy step. Yeah, step one. Oh. Tomato paste alone is not great, so I probably wouldn't use that for this. Um, if anything, if the meat, if the protein is like 
beef or chicken, you could like cook it in a little bit of the tomato paste just to give it like something. Mm. Um, and then the hot sauce, I'd maybe just put a little bit on your fried egg. Okay. Honestly, that doesn't sound bad. It doesn't sound bad. The best I could do with what I've been given. It really is. And I, and honestly, I'm sorry to do that to you, but that is literally all you have left. Yeah. I get it, man. Sometimes you're in a crunch and you have to whip something up. That's what I'd whip up. It's not bad. It's um, not bad. Well, where can people find you, Rach? Yeah, please, please direct everyone that's listening to a, a place that they can see more about you. Cool. Okay. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, my name is Rachel Rosenbaum Chef. Um, you can also find me at my website, which is willworkforfoodchef.com. Great. Perfect. And Rach. there's, do you have any, any sort of, uh, uh, quarantine specific content quarantine specific like food content um i don't have anything posted i've been doing like some deliveries of soups um and i have access to if someone was interested in that um i have ways that i could be contacted through my website and my instagram for that okay if you're looking for a local soup delivery <laughs> check out rachel rosenbaum on instagram and on her website uh thank you so much this was really wonderful yeah thank you rach thank you guys this was so much fun you're the best talk, talk to you soon hopefully see you outside sometime yes okay anyway, good luck good luck to both of you with your uh your, your with your lockdown with your love lockdown oh my gosh <laughs> thank you so much okay Babe. bye bye, bye. Stevie. Dave. Hey, uh, thanks for introducing me to your friend, Rachel. I love how much you guys like each other. It's the best. She's just so funny. It's like, you know, I, I think I'm just, I think I just get a little like slightly jealous when I meet someone who's not a performer and not really in the industry and is, you know, funnier than I am. Oh my, I know it's dark. It's like, it's one of those things where when I met her and then I found out that she wasn't an actress like she was just like i'm a chef and i i just like looked at her for a while and was like why are you funny <laughs> it's like it would be equivalent, <laughs> be equivalent to like meeting a funny doctor and you just be like you should be on tv this is very weird yeah i mean it's 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 just also there's so many people who have a, a, the quote unquote straight jobs you know not weirdo freelancer day player yeah. type things that we do but they also have a side hustle where you know I, I think I've heard like more than one story about I think I literally heard a story about someone getting pulled over by a cop and then it ended with them being like can I give you my script so it's that kind of a thing <laughs> in LA so it's also kind of it's also kind of exciting when someone's like that and they're not also thinking but you know if I could kind of get my foot in the door this way they're just like no, yeah. I don't want anything to do with it, but I'll be friends with you. Yeah, yeah, she has no interest. And it's so crazy because she's one of the funniest people I know. Like our texts back and forth are quite possibly the only thing that are that is keeping me alive right now. <laughs> like <laughs> they are so funny. I'll I'll like paint um I'll paint like a funny animal and our entire text chain after I paint a funny animal and send her a picture of it is she's zoomed in on the animal's face and then I'll zoom in a little bit more on the animal's face. And that's like back and forth, back and forth. We have so much fun. 
I I mean, it's so it's oh God, I could do we could do a whole episode on just like the things that you're doing to pass the time. The thing I did, this literally took I mean, I'm not going to say it took my whole weekend, but I definitely was thinking about it for way more of the weekend than I should have. I did an entire um, rewatch of the show Cheers. I watched all 271 episodes of Cheers wow. over a couple of years and I was I was screaming. Maybe I even talked about it on like a season two episode because I got through it like I think I finished in like 2018 or 2017. Yeah. And I was thinking the other day, oh, it's so weird because I threw a couple episodes on. It's so weird that cheers got so crazy by the end that there was a robot on cheers oh and i just remembered that there was an episode of cheers where there was a robot and i was like it was probably like season seven season eight because it went on for literally forever it was on for i think nine years and i spent so long being like i think that there was a robot on cheers and i couldn't find it and then I remembered that this journalist who writes about comedy on Twitter was is doing a rewatch. And so I I messaged her and I was like, hey, this is going to sound ins- insane. But was there a robot on Cheers? And then she said no. And I felt like an idiot. And then 20 minutes later, she messaged back and said, I was wrong. It was in this episode. And she sent it to me. And it's Woody Harrelson playing with like a remote controlled robot who talks. Oh and I God. fucking knew it. Yeah, you knew. But it's like. But it's like zooming in on a picture of a of an animal you drew back and forth for 20 minutes or obsessing over the possibility that maybe there was something weird on a show you watched years ago. Yeah. Is that's kind of like what we have to do now. I was literally the other day on the phone with a friend going just like repeating back and forth um, slogans I've heard before, didn't know where they were from and that they would name them. <laughs> At one point I said if you see something, say something. And I was like, what is that from? <laughs> that's like, like well, you, you, that's you guys cleared it up, right? Very fast, actually. Um, and I could not stop laughing because I was like, I love that I had no idea where that was from. <laughs> if you see something, say something. That's, oh God, that makes me laugh. It was so funny. Uh, um, um, touch. You want to touch really yeah. quick on uh, that like, how Rach and I both went on like a social distancing walk, like as a date, like, what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts on that are, um, you know, I have, we talked about the, um, the viral, uh, McDonald's tweet about my friend who was like going to sit in a car. Um, he and, and the woman that he sat in, uh, in separate cars with, uh, they went on a social distancing walk too. They did. And they kept it very, uh, I mean, I wouldn't even say PG because that might include handholding. They kept it G-rated, and it sounds like it's it's going well. But I think I, I don't know. I think I think some of these uh, social distancing romances are 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 about to pop. Pop, um, pop as in uh, dissolve, or pop as in uh, take it to the next level. I think probably both because I think yeah. <clears throat> there's a there's a finite limit to the amount that you can text or video chat or, or walk off. six feet apart. Yeah. And I'm I mean this is I don't want to out myself in the opposite way, but I'm not much of a um, sexter, and I think if I was doing uh, uh, this kind of romance at this time, I would be I would have run out of things to say on like maybe day two. So yeah, no, I I also don't sexting does nothing for me and i don't want to do it it's just it's so weird I, I, I you know i am a writer like i professionally write and it just seems so i don't know maybe it's just prude but i i just it's so um 
I don't know, to, to take another cue from uh, Dan Savage, yeah. uh, he's he's very funny when he talks about sexting because a lot of his calls are like, my girlfriend wants to sex or my boyfriend wants to sex and I don't know what to say. And he says stuff like, you just have to be descriptive and act like you're there. And his suggestions are to say, it's like the progression is, I want to fuck the shit out of you. I'm fucking the shit out of you. I just fuck the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> And so it's like, that's, that's the vibe. It's like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm doing. This is what I just did. Okay. So my version of sexting would be like this. Okay. So this is what I want to do. I would like to eat birthday cake right now. (laughs) This is what I'm doing. I'm eating birthday cake right now. This is what I did. I just ate birthday cake. (laughs) Oh man. I'd hate to be the guy you were sexting with. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. Me too. I would feel bad for him. Luckily, I'm not sexing with anyone, so we're in good shape. Um, That's good. So, so, but, but as far as these walks go, it sounds like you guys both uh, had fun on your on your dates. Did you? Are you um, are you feeling it? I'm feeling it. Honestly, I really like him. Uh, it's really nice. He texts me every morning, and I don't know. There's like nice consistency. I'm really feeling it. That's. Excellent. Do you have any updates? Because, uh, you know, not to be um, not to lift the veil, but we were recording this a couple of days later. Do you have any uh, any uh, updates with uh, Rachel's guy? Is that still going strong? Um, I I don't think uh, I don't even know. I, I don't think they've gone on another walk or anything, you know, so mm. they I know they text. I'm not sure it's progressing in the same way as mine, but I think it is progressing slowly. So you think you're really you're really heading for something? I think I'm heading for something. I think this could potentially be a strange like romance that developed during the weirdest time in uh the world. <laughs> I can't wait to write I, I, okay. a book about it, you know? I I like that so much. I like it so much more than I don't know. I just think that you I think you get I think you get the opportunity to tell a, a a better story than just we matched on Hinge, we went to a restaurant, yeah. we went to another restaurant, we kissed in a car, then uh, we decided we got to watch Love is Blind together, and then we found another show to watch, and then we went to uh, London, and then we got engaged. <laughs> Yeah, it is definitely is, more interesting, I guess. We'll see, you know, we'll see, like, we'll keep checking in on it, but we'll see how, what happens. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, also, um, yeah. I wanted to add one addendum. I, you know, again, this was not, uh, listeners, we, we've, we are still in the process of trying to hammer out, um, the audio quality of these recordings where we got a little bit closer, but, um, just want to send a big uh, I burn everything fuck you to the uh, microphone adapter that I bought on oh, eBay yeah. that we have been trying to use to connect one of our original microphones to a computer. It officially does not work. Um, but again, I guess anything that costs $15, including shipping, is probably not the best piece of equipment. Nope. Um, anyway, in the process of uh, us talking, I think uh, one of one of the ends of my stories got lost in the shuffle and that I just forgot to bring it up again. Oh yeah. That story of me getting hit by a car, all of it's true, but the end of the actual end of the story is that when I was 
in the cab on the way to the hospital to see if I had internal bleeding as encouraged by my dad, which I did not. I looked at the index card with the information written on it by the guy who hit me and it was all scribbles. It was all gibberish. Do you mean like quite literally like when a kid doesn't know how to write letters yet and they just kind of scribbles? They write scribbles. Like, you know, if you're if you're an actor, like the an actor who's in a scene where they're uh, supposed to be in a business meeting and they're taking notes and they're just doing like doodles. Yes. <laughs> doodles, yeah. And there was a there was a, a um phone number at the bottom of the of the screen of, of the of the card and I called it and said, "Hi, I I I don't know who I'm trying to reach. I I was just in a car accident and this is the information the person gave me. And they were like, it was a woman. She was like, I don't know what you're talking about. No. And I said, okay, never mind. And, and the reason that I even brought it up is that it's just so miraculous that her brother was, that Rachel's brother was okay because after my accident, I felt fine. I left the hospital. They were like, take some Motrin. You'll be okay. I had concert tickets to see, this band called Braid that was like this emo band in the late nineties who broke up and then they had a reunion tour, blah, blah, blah. Not important. But I went to this show that I really wanted to see as a dumb, how old was I? 20. I was 20, yeah. um, 20 year old. And I was like bopping around going, I feel fine. And then after a while I was like, oh, my neck's a little sit- stiff as if I just got in a car accident. Like right. the adrenaline was wearing off. Yep. I think I should take it easy. Then I went home and I woke up and the next morning I could literally barely move. <laughs> oh, like truly like if you, if you work out and then you feel okay and you go home and you shower and then the next day you're like, Ooh, Ooh, wow. I really am feeling it today. Yeah, Times 9 million. It's insane. Isn't it? That's first of all, that sucks that that dude wrote down. I don't know. Wingdings as a, <laughs> <laughs> as a literal thing to protect you. But, um, but yeah, it is weird how after a car accident you feel totally fine. And then two days later, you're like, Oh no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had a little car accident at the beginning of last year. It was like a rainy day in LA and um, a guy just didn't, uh, he didn't stop coming out of a, a, a grocery store parking lot and I plowed into him, but it was his fault. And I immediately thought, Oh, I can feel my old back injury like coming back just now. Wow. And thankfully that guy's insurance paid for all my chiropractor visits. But um the moral of that story is uh you should get hit by an old uh rich man in Los Angeles and not a clearly broke house painter in Boston with no no insurance. Yeah, yeah, there's a big Which I'm sure he didn't have. There, you know? Big difference. Um Oh, huge. Huge. Um Dave Yes. Remember when I was telling you earlier about how this is not related to the um, podcast whatsoever, but talking to you about like celebrity women who don't understand their value and are dating like men that don't make any sense. <laughs> do we even I, I, <laughs> I do remember that. And <laughs> I'm wondering if it has anything to do with the fact that you just found out that Florence Pugh is dating Zach Braff. It upsets me so much. Um, Sid Steinberg posted something on Instagram about Florence Pugh dating Zach Braff, and I couldn't stop messaging her going, no, what? No, no. I mean, I it's, it's funny. 
well, it's funny for a lot of reasons. Zach Braff gets a lot of shit and I, I'm not even, I'm not coming to defend him because I don't find myself a fan of him. I'm yeah. not a Braff. I'm not a Braff stan. Are you but a, what I will are, say is. Are you a Braffy? I'm not. A, oh God. <laughs> I wish, I hope he calls his fans Braffies. If he doesn't, um, he's missing out. That's like the perfect name for them. <laughs> I I think the I think he's not the worst guy in the world, but I, exactly what you're saying of these celebrities not or these women not understanding their worth. It's like Florence Pugh is not only extremely young, but she is like she's on a run that I don't know. Maybe it's like who could you compare her to? Who's like in better movies right now, Saoirse Ronan, these, these, yeah. these actresses who are up and coming and are being talked about and are being uh, rightfully lauded for being super talented. You know, she was just in Midsommar. She was in Little Women. She's amazing in Little Women. Um, and she, I think she, it's really only going to get better and better for her. And I think the reason that the internet's going crazy is that it just doesn't make any sense for this I, I, 23, 24 year old woman to be dating this guy who had a sitcom run in the early 2000s who made a really silly movie that we all kind of make fun of now no offense to people who still like garden state but it's like zach braff is a meme and he's dating one of the most uh sought after popular uh young adorable hollywood women it is not right look i I also agree with you i don't i don't know anything about zach braff but uh, I don't think he's bad. I just think she could literally date any man she wants or any woman she wants who's artistic and interesting and dynamic. I just like, if I was a matchmaker, this would be not the match. I mean, it's certainly not anything that I I would never in a million years go, I would go, yeah, maybe she should just go out with Timothy Chalamet for six months and see how that, try that on for size. I don't think that would be that much better than Zach Braff, but he's at least. He's a little more uh, artistic at least. Like at least he has angst or something, you know? It's just really, I mean, Florence Pugh, also this kind of ties into the theme of our show because uh, I don't know if you have seen this, but Florence Pugh um, has gone on Instagram live a bunch of times and cooked stuff I in have. her kitchen. Yeah, I've or, seen a ton of it. I keep watching. Um, it's really mesmerizing. I mean, the, the creepy thing is that in quarantine, it's probably Zach Braff's kitchen. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, damn. You yeah, know? in his house in Malibu. I'm sure he lives in Malibu for, I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about there it. There is but, literally no other place for that guy to live. <laughs> I mean, actually he would, he, I could see him having a big old Silver Lake Hills house. Oh, me too, actually. And I could also see him living at Soho house. I could see him having a house with a, a room that's full of guitars, but he doesn't know how to play guitar. <laughs> oh my God. But he knows the value in particular of each guitar and they're all vintage and totally wasted on him. <laughs> uh I, yeah i don't it's like here's the thing i don't think florence Pugh has been brainwashed it's also really funny to speculate on the lives of celebrities because at it's their all- core they are they are just people so, but they happen to be beautiful uh yeah. enigmatic people that you see on a giant screen i think what's but, also funny is that we don't actually ever gossip on this like we're not a gossip um we're not like a gossip podcast but i just couldn't stop talking about it no i can't it really it every time 
and it's because you know it doesn't haunt my my dreams like i don't think about it all the time but anytime i see something online i I just think it's you know he's not in those instagram cooking things she's not talking about him Uh -uh. Uh, he doesn't have a huge presence in her she has he has no presence in her online persona she kind of today oh did she post something yes because it's his birthday so she okay well, tell me what, what did she post him. she posted a photo of him that says <laughs> day we shall smile wider than the clouds are gray april 6th and we're celebrating hard happy birthday wishes boogies and cheers for this special person raise those bubbles and jiggle <laughs> and it is a photo of zach braff laying on a dog uh, I'm upset. That... I'm upset. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want this for her. I. I want something better for her. I, you know, if they, this is a bad comparison because neither of these people are famous. But I have a couple of friends. Nope, that's not true. I have one friend <laughs> who uh, has who has been with the same uh, the same extremely age inappropriate person. And and this then the age difference there puts Florence Pugh and Zach Braff to shame, but um, oh they've been dating for it's been I think at this point over a decade. And when it was happening, we were all like, "Well, oh, this isn't gonna last. This is weird." And then it kind of kept happening, and then it looked like it might not happen anymore. And we we thought, "Oh, thank God!" And then it kept happening, and it kept happening, and now it's just this weird thing that exists. Yeah. So there's a there is a tiny chance that those two could um go, go the distance. Like she's going to be 30 and he's going to be fi- 57. Or- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I, I, he's, he, he's got to have some good qualities or else. Th- I just don't understand how it happened. Ugh. I don't, I don't, how? I don't know. I'm down. You know what? I just want to find out while we're talking. I just want to Google. I just want to see how they see if I can find out how they met. Keep talking. Okay. So in the me, we'll we'll end with telling you how they met if we can figure it out. Um, but in the meantime, just reminding you guys that uh, if you listen to this episode, despite the sound issues, um, go ahead and leave us a little review. Maybe rate us wherever you get your um, podcast and on Apple Podcasts. We'd love that. And you can always email us at iburneverythingpod at gmail.com. Okay. Thanks for doing all that work. Uh, there's also uh, our hotline, 213-458-5236. Yeah. Call us and and tell us uh, who your least favorite celebrity couples are. Oh my gosh. Great idea. Um, do you know how they met? Oh. Did you figure it out? Oh my God. I did. It's really, it's really not, it's not that hard. It's, uh, Raya. In, in March, two- <laughs> how that would be sad if, if Florence Pugh was like, I just can't, I'm just really having trouble meeting anybody. Yeah, I think I got to get on Raya. Raya. I'm 22. Um, here we go. In March 2019, Pugh took on the leading role in The Time It Takes to Get There. The indie short film was directed and written by Zach Braff. While there's no confirmation as to whether it was on set that the pair met for the first time, it seems likely that this is where their romance began. However, Cosmopolitan has pointed out that Braff was liking Pugh's pictures on Instagram long before that, but honestly, aren't we all? I reached out to representatives of Braff and Pugh for confirmation on when exactly they first met, and will update you as soon as I hear back. 
Wow. This is, that is from a bustle article from uh, January of this year. That's really okay. Now I kind of actually, now I'm back to hating this relationship and here's why. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a comedian named uh, Mitra Johari, who's super funny, who had a very funny run of posting these pictures of from Instagram where Zach Braff would like pictures of these like 19, 20, 21 year old models and actresses. And he would comment these stupid things on them. And oh, I wish I could find out. Who, I'll find out who, who it is next time and, and, and update everybody maybe. Yeah. But there's a, the worst one in particular is there's basically a completely, I think almost completely naked woman. Maybe she's in underwear, but she's, she's got her back to the camera and she's looking back at us and her butt is out. And she's like spread out on this couch. And Zach Braff's comment was nice couch. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Let's see. If what if I Google Zach Braff nice couch? What happens? The perfect meme. Don't get anything. The perfect meme happens. Oh man, what a dark, what a dark thing. Um That's rough. It's oh so rough. Uh Dave though yes until next time <laughs> um i leave you with these yeah, words well, ready yeah florence pew can do better florence pew can do better okay uh all right listeners florence pew can do better we love you <laughs> bye love you. bye Amanda Allen. And we do a podcast called Why Mommy Drinks. Each episode we have a guest and we all share a story of a time that our kids drove us to drink. Parenting isn't easy, but it sure can be funny. Listen to us on Campfire Media. Why Mommy Drinks. Campfire. <laughs>